Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Gracias, Señor. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for our fathers. We thank you for the memories of our fathers. And Lord, help us honor our fathers. Lord, we just ask that today, that as we honor our fathers, that we're honoring you. Because you were they, they were gifts to us. So I'm not crying because I'm sad, but I'm rejoicing because their names are written in the Lamb's Book of Life. And we will see you again. So we thank you for that in Jesus' name. Church says amen. Amen. Turn the lights on. And I know this, everybody's sad, but this is what I want you to do. If anybody in here wants to honor their father, who wants to give God a praise for the man that has been in your life, can somebody just stand to your feet and give him the honor that he deserves today? Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. I thank God for fathers. Thank you, Lord. It's, it's kind of hard to make the transition because I miss my dad. I miss my dad. And, it, and it's funny because I remember when we started the church, my father would be here. He was racked with sickness and, and he could barely move, but he came to church and he sat right behind where Deacon Tony is. I, and I put a picture of him back there just to remind me of who he is and what he used to be. He would sit back there and even though he was riddled with, with sickness and disease, he couldn't stand, he couldn't do anything, but he always would just raise his hand. He was all bent over and he would just raise his hand. So I thank God for our fathers. Now today I'm going to preach and I'm, I'm going to just preach a little bit. I'm not going to be here too long because you know how we are as men. We don't like a bunch of details. Just give us the headlines. Amen. I'm not one of those long-winded preachers. And if you're here you're for your first time, if you guys don't know who I am, my name is Pastor John R. Butcher. And the R stands for random. My wife says something else. What does it stand for, honey? Sexy. Sexy. So praise the Lord. Listen, I just want to tell you guys something. I want to make this disclosure. Today is Father's Day. 
And because it's Father's Day, I want to let, first of all, all the mothers in here that have raised up children on their own, God bless you, but your chance was last month. God bless you. Today is Father's Day, and I'm talking about the fathers. I'm gonna listen. I need you to understand, not the baby daddies. I know you're, you're, you're maybe he ain't been, but today we're gonna honor the fathers. I'm gonna talk to the men that have sacrificed their life for their children, the men that may have not ever had any children but are still father figures. So I'm, I'm just need you guys to help me out because today I'm gonna honor not only my father but my heavenly father. Is anybody in here with me? Sometimes we can get into a position of, oh, well, my dad didn't do this or my dad didn't do that. Instead of just sitting down and say, you know what? Maybe maybe my dad wasn't here. Maybe my dad was flawed, but at least you had a dad. Maybe you didn't know him, but guess what? He still birthed you. Oh, see, nobody wants to hear that. I understand. I, there's people in here I know. Like, they look at me. I, somebody told me today, he said, I have never had a father in my life. And then he turned around. He says, but you know what I learned? He learned... He learned about having a father in church. He learned how to have a family. He learned how to become a father himself. And I'm talking about a man that is way past the age of having more children. So today, I want to honor men. Once again, not the baby daddies. Amen. Amen. I'm not talking about the kind of men that, that sit around and look dumb and all that other stuff. And, and, and I'm talking about men that have literally taken the challenge in the title of fatherhood. Not like people like, you guys know who Peter Griffin is? Some people know. Homer, Homer Simpson. You guys, Homer Simpson. Al Bundy. Anybody older? Anybody know who Al Bundy is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Al Bundy. We ain't talking about those kind of fathers today. And I know that in society today, it, the Father's Day is not really at a, a, a kind of a holiday that people even look at. And, and I heard this, this comedian, he was going out talking about fathers and how they, they get disrespected. In our holiday, people don't even think about it. So you look about it in church, number one holiday is Easter. Number two, I think, is Christmas. Then it's Mother's Day. And people don't even really come to church on Father's Day. But I tell you what, I am, I have to sit back and I'm like looking back. I'm like, well, praise the Lord. I am wrong. I'm, I'm just telling you, I've been doing this. I've been doing this for 15 years. I'm sitting down looking and people still are honoring their father and coming to honor their father. Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Ephesians chapter six, two and three. And it says this, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise, that it will be well with you and you may live long on the earth. Amen. Amen. Okay, so I, I, I need some teenagers to say amen. Honor your father and mother. Now, I need you to understand this and look at this because, ooh, I'm getting ahead of myself, but I'm just going to start with this whole thing. It says, honor your mother and father. And that's where the problem is because nobody corrected me. Put the scripture up there. Nobody just corrected me. 
Honor your mother and father. I'm sorry. So why do you think it was put like this? Honor your father and your mother. There's a reason why the order was changed, was put down as father and mother, not mother and father, because the father was first, then the mother. Sometimes we get it twisted. I'm talking to some of the dads here today. I need you guys to help me preach. Because sometimes what happens is, and you guys know it, you come home, you, you're, you're worked all day and everything else, and you want to see your kids, but then guess what? They want to go to mom first. You see all the football players and we're on time. They go, first thing what they used to say, hi, mom. I'm the one was working. I'm the one that put you through school and everything else. I can't get no love. No, it's always about mom. But the Bible says, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with promise. That it'll be well with you in long life. So listen, guys, we got this problem in society that has crept into church. The problem is a lack of of honor the devil the, the devil is very methodical when it comes to sin he's just like a painter and i saw this one guy i, I think his name's david garibaldi anybody ever heard about him so he's this guy he gets up and he gets these big paintings and he'll sit there and it's a, a blank canvas and with the blank canvas he's a painter and he goes and he starts and as he starts a painting he'll put a little line up there and you're looking you're going okay what's that what at that point you don't know what the picture is follow me so he starts going eventually in time about 10 minutes later you the picture starts to develop and as he keeps doing it all of a sudden this picture comes forward even though the picture isn't done yet you start to see the picture but until the the, the picture is done when he finishes up and he comes around and he goes You have a picture that looks beautiful, but it didn't start that way. That's what's happened to the church. Instead of painting a beautiful picture, what's happened is the enemy methodically will come up and put a little bit of sin, a little bit of dishonor in the church. And because we sit down and look, we don't see it. We don't recognize it. But then we start, all of a sudden, we're like, man, I don't know why does nobody. Why do you think that church is ran by women mostly? Because of men. People say, well, the men need to take their plan. Yes, men need to. But guess what? Somewhere along the way. The enemy decided to put just a little bit of dishonor. I, I, let me help you out. Do you guys realize that when David stood up on his balcony and saw Bathsheba, do you think it happened just his first time he looked at her? About to take, I'm about to teach you guys something. David probably saw her months, maybe years before that. And every time he would go up to his balcony, he knew that it was that time of the month after she got done with that time of the month, she did ceremoniously came and cleansed herself in a bay, a, 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 a mikvah, a mikvah is what they call it. She bathed there and he would sit there and he, then all of a sudden lust started happening. And, and then the next month, lust. And after time, do you see the picture? He turns around and the, and the scripture says, at the times when kings went to battle, David decided to stay home. Sounds like some of our teenagers when the parents leave. Somebody understands this. I, I hear you, Papa. So they, you, we sit down and all of a sudden, bring her here to, to me. 
And you know what ends up happening at the end? Death. This is what's happened to the church. They, we haven't, I'm talking about the church, not the world, but let's talk about us as a church. We need to start honoring and bringing honor back to the men in church. How many men are in here right now? Thank you, all three of you. God, God bless you. I'm about to get tough, you guys. If you guys, don't, if you guys don't help me, I'm about to tell you, this is what the problem is. It's low self-esteem. Men think that they have a self-esteem, but they don't. Men that want to talk around into the alpha male, alpha male, usually those are the guys that have low self-esteem. I was really here to honor on you, men, but men, this is the problem. If we will just humble ourselves... Instead of letting the world humble ourselves, let us humble ourselves up under the mighty hand of God. He will lift you up in due season. Come on, men. See, the lack of honor for men is at an all-time high. And it didn't just happen 10 years ago. The painting has been made. It happened a long time ago. You guys help me out with this. There is a singer, a famous artist, and I want you guys to under, when I, when I read these lyrics, I want you guys to follow along with me. You ready? What you want, baby, I got it. And what you need, you know I got it. And all I'm asking for is a little. R-E-S-B-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. You got, who, who, who did the song? Say it loud. Yes. Do you know who wrote that song? Watch this. Otis Redding. Oh, wait, wait a minute. Otis Redding wrote the song because Otis Redding is a country boy. Otis Redding was saying, having issues with his wife. He wrote this song. This song was literally him talking about his wife because when he goes home from work all, this, all the time, when he comes home, he just wants a little respect from his wife. But then guess what? It, the, 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 the song never really hit big until Aretha Franklin came up and sang it. And she's talking about her husband coming up. When you come up, remember this, you would have all my money. Where do you think that came from? She was literally, and I'm not saying she's doing it, but think about the, the lyrics and what we were thinking about. It was a time that people were talking about men that worked and came home because usually during that time, the wives were at home taking care of the house and all he wanted from his wife was just a little respect. Sock it to me, sock it to me, sock it to me. <laughs> honor, honor. Revelations chapter 4 and 11 says this, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you have created all things and by your will they exist and were created. Got questions for you guys. I'm almost done. Almost, almost. Not yet though. Almost. You guys ever heard these phrases? If you want to get respects, then you need to give respect. Mm -hmm. I will give a man respect until he disrespects me. How many people have said that? God bless you, sir, for being honest. 
I see you guys got the Holy Ghost in here. We're going to have altar call later on and get you receive the Spirit of God. First of all, we need to look and see what respect is. That word respect means to revere, to esteem, to admire. Or here's is, uh, is what the world means when they say it. Or they actually don't. It really means honor. Respect and honor is synonymous. How many people want to be respected? How many people want to be honored? How many people hate to be disrespected? Oh, here we go. Yeah. And it's funny because I'm seeing more, more women raising their hands than men. But to be honest, more men are getting disrespected because you know what? But we, don't, we won't say nothing. Instead of opening up your mouth and instead of, instead of being verbal, I'm not even supposed to go this way. Instead of just opening up your mouth and humbling yourself, if you feel disrespected, then just say it. You don't have to be mean. You don't have to yell. You don't have to say obscenities. Just go. That was disrespectful. How many people hate if your husband or your wife or your siblings or your children disrespect you? How many people hate that? Like literally, I'm saying this without, like, yes. How does that make you feel? Does it make you angry? How does, it, how does it feel when your children disobey you? Don't you feel disrespected? How does it feel when your wife says hurtful things to you, men? I know you ain't going to raise your hand. I saw some of y'all turn around like. How does it feel when your wife doesn't support your dreams? Are your ideas? How does that feel? Let me ask you this. Even though they disrespect you or dishonor you sometimes, do you still take care of their needs? That was your opportunity, men, to say, yes, I have been taking care of the needs. Somebody look at me. Donald, Donald's in here. Pastor Donald, you, you know, because you've been going to work all your life to make sure that your four grown kids that were grown since they was babies... So once again, even though your children or your wife or your friends, people close to you, even though they dishonor you or disrespect you, do you still take care of their needs? Now, how do you feel? How do you think God feels when you dishonor him? Switched it up on you, didn't I? Let me give you an illustration. How many times do we do what we want to do even though God told you to do exactly what he wants you to do? Amen. Isn't it? I think, I, and I preached this one time where it says that the, the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. They're ordered, right? So when I go to the store, I go to the, uh, 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 a restaurant, and I, and I want food, I tell the waiter, the servant, server, I tell him what I want. 
I want my food, because I have a palate like a five-year-old, I want all meat, no vegetables. I don't want any onions. I don't want rice. I don't want any beans. Just put meat on the plate. Carne solo. Nada. Meat. Thank you. So I'm expecting that meat to get here. And then when the meat comes here, the food, it's got salad on it, rice. How does that make you feel when you're, what you ordered you get something different. I'm trying to give you an analogy of how God feels when he's giving you his word, the Bible, and he tells you exactly what he wants, but we're doing, we're doing our own thing. That's disrespectful. Proverbs 3 and 9, it says this, honor the Lord with your wealth and from the first of all your produce. Have you done it? Let's let that sink in real quick. Bringing all the tithes into the storehouse so that my house will be filled. Malachi chapter three. Have we done it? Well, pastor, that's Old Testament. It doesn't matter. God still said it. And if you, if we, don't, we don't have to sit there, but God is telling you. He says, love your neighbors as yourself. Pray for those that despitefully use you. But when you don't, you're disrespecting God. God desires honor, but he doesn't demand it. That's a revelation right there. God doesn't demand your honor, but he wants it. I'm a father, and this is what the Lord showed me, and I'm just going to open up. I was at a time with my, my children were being so disrespectful to me. They were doing everything I asked them not to do. They were, they were just doing whatever, and I was so, I felt so dishonored, so disrespected. I didn't know what to do, so then I turn around because I'm already angry, and now that I start yelling at my wife because I think she's being disrespectful to me, can I get an amen with anybody? Is anybody? So after that, I go outside, and I'm sitting down, and I'm looking at the Lord. And I'm like, Lord, what am I doing? I'm doing everything I'm supposed to do. They're disrespecting me. I've got rules in my house. I'm standing firm, and this is the rules of my castle and my kingdom. And I said, Lord, why am, are they disrespecting me? I did not raise my children this way. You know, the Lord turned around and told me, and I'm going to tell you about chastising. I hated when my mom chastised, chastised me. But the chastisement of the father is way different. It brings correction, but it comes with love. You guys don't, you guys don't think a belt is love. <laughs> you, got, you guys the, the, Yeah. Thailand, you know. Some of you guys are new, new school parents. You, you like to talk to your kids. I, I got marks. I still got scars. Come on. The claws in my arm. Right, mom? You know what I'm talking about. Anyway, so I'm sitting there. I'm like, Lord, why? The Lord says, listen, I know exactly how you feel. I was like, stop. He goes, you desire honor. 
and you're not getting honor. I don't get honor either. Because you've been disrespecting me. He said, but what I'm going to show you is I want you to love them the same way I loved you, John. When you were out there just doing whatever you wanted to do, every time I told you don't go out there, every time I told you don't talk to this person, every time you decided to stay asleep instead of getting up and, and reading your word and instead of being on the phone and, and all that other stuff, God said, I, I, I was speaking to you nicely. I didn't yell at you. I didn't do all this, but the Lord decided to tell me, he said, I was sitting there waiting because I desire your honor. But guess what I did, John? I still was there making sure that you had all your needs met. I, you made sure that I, I sat down and I had angels around you I made sure that you had everything that you needed everything everything was there you had love you had family you had wealth you had everything I've done all this for you and you still disrespected me but I still gave you what you need it's humbling so I got down and I said Lord help me undo what I just did with my anger and immediately immediately I saw a difference when I humbled myself the Lord said just stay in your lane do what you're called to do and I started seeing the fruits fruits when I started using patience kindness meekness self-control I started getting the honor that I desired. Just as a dad, the other day we were sitting down playing a game with the, the young adults. And they were playing this card game. I don't know the name of it. But they were like, what's the name of it? True Colors. And I'm sitting there looking at all the young adults and they're doing everything. And Judah was sitting there. And Judah's, like, out of all my kids, he's the, he's the gangster. He's, he's, like, hardcore. He don't cry. He don't have tear ducts, nothing. He's just hardcore. And, and I'm sitting there, and I'm like, man, how, I, I, I never look. I mean, I know look tough. I can't be tough around Judah. He, he just, so we're sitting there, and one of the questions was, we want you to point out who's the toughest guy in the room. Judah turns around and points at me. He don't know I didn't say this, but inside there was like a praise break going on. It was a dun, 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 dun. My son just honored me. Because what God told me earlier, he said, if you humble yourself in due season, the fact that my son turned around and said, I looked at him and said, me? He's like, nah, dad, uh-uh. You the toughest guy in the room. Because everything I've seen you go through, all the stuff, all the stuff that you went in the hospital, everything that you went, you the toughest guy in this room. <laughs> Honor. Respect. Nowhere in the Bible does it say that God demands honor he doesn't demand it he wants it he desires it he's given you free will but most so many of us we're just being disrespectful because we're not listening to him 
There are many scriptures that speak about giving God the honor he deserves, but I haven't found one that says he demands it. The closest one that I have looked at was Luke 6 and 46, and it says this, and why call ye me Lord, Lord, and do not the things which I say? He was posing a, a, a rhetorical question here. You're sitting down and you, you, you're calling me Lord, but yet I'm telling you what to do and you're doing something else. Look, he's not, he didn't say you better honor me. He's like, just don't, don't call me Lord. Just call me Jesus. He didn't catch that, did they? My, we've, my wife preached this message about honor one time. And she was talking about, look, I'll be Kaya. I don't mind being Kaya. She says, but... Until If you want something from me as Pastor Kaya, then you could receive from me as Pastor Kaya. But if you just want me to be friends, we could be friends. It's fine. But if you start seeing me as Pastor Kaya or you see me as Pastor John, I could be Pastor John. I could be just John. I can be brother, all this other stuff. It just depends upon what you need from me, how you honor me in those positions. If you look at the Bible, do you realize that Jesus, all, all the apostles didn't just call him Lord or Master. They called him Teacher. When he needed to learn something, they called him brother or Jesus as they were friends because he stick closer than a brother. They also caused, called him Lord because when he told them, go and get some five, the five loaves and bring them to me in the fish. So they did what he said. Jesus is a servant at heart. He still served those who don't honor him. He still does. That's because he's a good, good father. How many times have we dis dishonored God all the while we've, ex we we've been expecting other people to honor us? Come on, guys. We want respect from everybody else, but we don't honor God. So let me give you something to think about. Can we be like Jesus and still serve those that don't respect us and honor us? Can we still show honor even if we don't get honor, even if our kids don't, huh, dads? Dishonoring fathers, listen to me, dishonoring fathers dishonors God. To love fathers is to love God. You show love by giving honor. So if you love and honor, uh, so love, love and honor go hand in hand, then hate and dishonor are partners also. We love and honor God by honoring and loving the fathers among us. But here's where we get in trouble. Honor isn't something said, it's something done. Talking about honor isn't enough. My wife, she honors me the way that she sacrifices for me and the way that she listens to me because I like to talk. And she meets my needs. I'll just say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. My children honor me by making me feel important and strong. My wife honor me, honors me by making sure that I know she needs me and she can't do without me. Come on, husbands. You guys are making you trying to make me work here. My children honor me by doing what's right when I'm not looking. This is the type of honor that should be shown to all fathers by listening to them, by meeting all their needs and making them feel important. When your head is in it, you'll say it. 
But when your heart's in it, you'll do it. Jesus had the same problem with honor. Matthew 15 and 8 says this. These people draw near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. These were people that said things to gain favor with Jesus, but they weren't committed to honoring him by doing. This is why honor is found in the heart and not in the head. Ephesians chapter 6, 2 and 3. It says, honor thy mo- the father and thy mother, which is their first commandment with promise, that it may be well with thee, and thou mayest live long on the earth. God desires honor but he doesn't demand it. So fathers, just keep serving. Just keep serving. I know you guys make mistakes because I know I have. I made so many mistakes as a father. But just keep serving. And as you keep humbling yourself, God will make sure that you'll see the fruits of your labor and the honor that you desire. Amen? Come on to the piano, Tira. And honey, honey, can you come up? I just want to read this scripture uh, as Tira's coming to the piano. 2 Timothy 2, 20 and 22 says this. But in a great house, there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and clay, some for honor and some for dishonor. Therefore, if anyone cleanses himself from the latter, he will be a vessel of honor, sanctified and useful for the master. Prepare for every good work. Flee also youthful lusts, but pursue righteousness, faith, love, peace with those who call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Today, I want to be a vessel of honor to honor some vessels themselves here at the church. We truly believe in honoring other people. Amen. So today, I want to just honor a few men here today. When I call your name, come on up. First person I'd like to call is Deacon Ruben Enriquez. You come on up to my wife. Ruben, I've seen you. I've seen you allow God to have his way in your life. You've been a mentor. You've encouraged countless individuals. So today, Deacon Ruben, thank you for having a father's heart. Way before you even had a son on his way, Sebastian Kung is on his way. I watched you be a father to the fatherless, to your niece. You've been that that boy all this time. And I see that God has honored your prayers because you wanted a child and you both together worked for it. But you showed you by faith, you still were a father. And because God's honored your prayers, because you did and not talked about it, you just said, I'm just going to do it anyway, God, by faith. And look what God, look what the Lord has done. So today we honor you. Because today... We honor you as a father, but also a father because your wife carries a legacy in her, Sebastian Enriquez. Amen.
Yeah, stay right here. Next, I want to call Brother Carlos Reyes. No. I call him Carlito. Maybe I'm not saying it right. Is Reyes? Did I say it right? Yeah, come on. He was, he was looking at... He's looking at Brother Carlos, but they're both Brother Carlos. Brother Carlos, I want to honor you for making great sacrifices to be, make it to the house of the Lord. See, I want to tell you guys something that you guys don't know. This is another man that is a father to the fatherless, that, that stepped up to be a great dad. To not only his children, but his wife's children. I want to thank you, watch this, for coming here, because I know you worked late. And you always work late, but yet you still make sure that your wife and your family make it to the house of the Lord. You're probably tired now, but I thank you for the sacrifice that you've done, for the labor of love that you have done will not be in vain. God bless you, Brother Reyes. God bless you. So the next person, man, I want to uh, honor is Papa Rick Flores. I know he hates this, and he's going to say something to me later. Well, Brother Rick, if you guys don't know, this is Pastor Raquel's dad. Thank you so much. Thank you so much as your pastors for allowing such a powerful transformation of the heart. I thank you for breaking through all the things that have been against you all your life. And you're in a season right now where everything that you, you don't even realize how many people have been praying for you throughout the years. And now the manifestation of the power of God is coming through in you. There's things that you're seeing, things that you're living, things that you're walking that you've never walked in before. And God, I just want to honor you for your sacrifice. The road may be tough, but you're strong. So I thank God for you. So today, saints of God, I want you to stand up and give honor to where honors due for these men of God. Amen. So listen, before you guys go, this is what I would like to ask. Can I have all the fathers just come up? Every father. Every father. Come on up. And this is what I want you guys to do. Turn, turn towards the, the altar. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I just want to share something with you guys before I bless you guys. Because what we're going to do today, we're going we're gonna to leave some things at the altar. There's an exchange that happens at the altar. And this isn't for all of us. This is just for some of us. I want to encourage you guys. Stop living in the past about the things that you didn't do, that you weren't there for your children, that you weren't there for your daughters or, or anybody else. Leave that in the past. Your future 
looks a lot brighter. You can't get yesterday back. We don't know what the future really holds, even though God said he knows the plans that he has for us. But listen, gentlemen, your peace is in your present. Today's a day that you just got to have with your children. I just want to ask you guys, if you have a child somewhere in your life that maybe don't want to talk to you or speak to you, I just want to let you know today there's grace on you. I don't care what you did to them or they did to you. It doesn't matter. There's grace for the relationship to come together. God's going to reconcile the relationships. I think Deacon, uh, Deacon um, Reuben said this. He said that God will bring the hearts of the fathers back to the children. It's a promise. It's a promise. And there's also some of you guys, men here, and I'm, 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 I, you guys can pray with us with this, but there's some men here that have a little issues with their dad. Maybe your dads weren't here. And maybe that's why you had some, some bad experiences. But I just want to say right now, it's gone. Today's the day that you can just tell your father, I forgive you. If he's not living today, it's okay. Just say, I forgive you, dad. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to honor him for who he was. Maybe he wasn't the best dad, but he was still dad. If you could do that, you're going to be so set free. So you guys pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you right now. I thank you for these mighty men of God. Mm. If there's any men in here right now that desire to be a father, that are married, and you, you desire to be a father, you know what? All men come up. All men, hurry up. Hurry up. Don't be looking around. Come on up. Because some of you here, are, are, are you may not have children yet, but there's children around here that need a father figure. So let's pray. Lord, we just thank you right now for these mighty men of God. I thank you right now, Lord, what you're doing through the fathers. I thank you for giving them the father's heart. Lord, I thank you for reconciling relationships with their fathers. Lord, I thank you for reconciling uh, relationships with their children. So we thank you right now. But Lord, this is what I pray right now through your word. I thank you right now, Lord these men of God will be men of wisdom. I thank you that they are men of honor. Lord, I thank you that they uh, will bless those that are around them and their children. I thank you that they are leaving an, uh, 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 a legacy for their children to continue to go over and over again. Lord, we thank you right now. We thank you for the memories of our fathers. We thank you right now, Lord. We thank you right now for the, the, the fathers that are here. Continue to work on their hearts work on their minds show them what it's like to have a relationship not what the world says but what your word says let us to be a good good father like abraham hallelujah we thank you right now lord lord i thank you i thank you for salvations i thank you for encounters with the holy spirit i thank you for dreams I thank you right now, Lord, for everything that you're giving to them, every sacrifice that they've made. Lord, I thank you that your children will see the sacrifices that they have made. I thank you for the, the fathers that don't have children of their own. I thank you right now, Lord, that they have actually have the heart of the father, the spirit of adoption. So I thank you right now, Lord. Open up their hearts to see those children that don't have uh, uh, earthly fathers, that they could stand and be in the gap for them. So I thank you for right now. I thank you for that. So, Lord, we just continue to honor you. 
We thank you for these fathers. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You guys give God a praise.